Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. exciting day today we have a new guest in the Ruth is Stranger household Ed hello hello uh who else is here Jake Jake Ed and Jake um welcome Ed I'm happy to be here yes welcome welcome to you are you happy or are you scared and nervous a little bit of both excellent Uh, (laughs) I'd lose my Ruth is Stranger than Fiction virginity it's true Ah. it's true a little bit of both is appropriate I think oh I'm a sullied whore (laughs) (laughs) Sullied fiction whore. Oh, God. Sorry. We're just drinking up the remains of a bit of beer and then Ed's going to make the first drink as the new as the new guest. I'll just introduce our topic today. It's quite a different sort of a thing. As you know, dear listener, usually we like to have murders or gruesome or ghosts or weird stuff. And today is quite a weird story, but it's not any of those other things. It's the story of the Vicar of Stukey. And just a quick note on the pronunciation there. As I discovered a few weeks ago when talking about Wyndham in Norfolk, which is spelt Wymondham, you can't <laughs> trust Norfolk about pronunciation. They do what they want. They do what they fucking want. So actually, Stukey is written Stiffkey. Sounds better. You prefer Stiffkey. Oh, stiff is a bit much funnier. So do you want, I mean, I think it can be either way. I, I, Not so much the stiff as in, but more, it sounds more like Vicar of Dibley. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I suppose so. And a bit of a stiff. He's a bit of a stiff, isn't he? You know, like a stuffy, a corpse. stuffy stiff. Oh, a no, stiff. Okay. Yeah, sorry, not a dead. Well, I don't know. I don't know how the story ends. I reckon it's macabre. But yeah, so oh, we yeah. should really properly, we should say stooky, I'm afraid. So you say stooky and I'll probably just end up saying stiffkey. Just you say stooky, I say stiffkey. Let's call the whole thing off. If only to start it. <laughs> now, this vicar of stooky, mm. he is also more recent because usually we are pre- 20th century with our stories but this is 20th century so look look at how we drag into the modern era and i feel quite excited because we visited the, the we vicarage. did we did we did well we visited the church church sorry not the vicarage yes. the vicarage could have been there too but we didn't see it, Maybe it yeah, yeah we had recently chris joe jake and i were in north norfolk and we were quite near to the village and i was like hang on we need a trip a trip to stukey and there we saw the church What's the difference between a church and a vicarage? The vicarage is where the vicar lives. Yes. Yeah, a house attached to the church quite often. Yes, or around, or around, or around the place. Around, yeah. But um, you don't live in the church. No. Unless you're a transient. Or God. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is his house. <laughs> He's in there all the time, <laughs> just spying. That was probably the problem for this poor vicar. Yeah. With his, oh, peepers. His uh, lewd behaviours. <sighs> lewd? Oh, I'm glad it's going to be lewd. Yeah, some lewd stuff going on. Now, the name of this lewd vicar was Harold Davidson. From 1906 to 1932, he was the rector of the Vicar of Stukey on the North Norfolk coast. Are you giggling at rector? I feel like you are, Jake. (laughs) The rector of Stukey. (laughs) Now, he was very publicly defrocked 
1932 oh. after being convicted of immorality. So we will hear the story. Sexual shenanigans. Well, but was it a fair defrocking? We'll find out. <laughs> we? We'll discuss about the defrocking. Um, and he had uh, quite an interesting life and quite a surprising death. Oh. Shall we get Ed to pour us our first drink? Yes, please. Yeah. So mm. this is a cocktail. A legitimate cocktail. It might seem like I've just made it up, but it is a legit cocktail. Has it got a name? Yeah, I mean, this is a stripper vicar. So oh, cool. Amazing. I mean, ask any cocktailier. <laughs> I thought you were going to say any stripper or any vicar. Exactly. And they will tell you all about this cocktail. It's a drink of both. It's basically because it looks a bit like like a sort of a priestly vicary type with its Guinness base. Yeah, Ed's just pouring some Guinness for us. This is a bit of ASMR. I see a white collar at the top. Yeah, has a white collar. It's got a black body. What's ASMR? Have you not? Are you not familiar with the phenomenon of ASMR, Ruth? What it's where people do things on um, on YouTube that make satisfying sounds that give you oh, a quote yeah. unquote tingle. Oh. For example, um, sort of tapping of nails on a oh. glass. The only thing I can think of that very quietly. Like oh yeah, that one is all breathy. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. I would like the, like the sound of a can opening. You can do that now, Ed. Do an ASMR. Yeah. Another one. Do an ASMR can opening. Will you get tingles? Maybe you will. Ooh. Oh, oh Christ. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, Lord. Sorry. Blaspheming as well. I, I, I think already God's having something to say about this. But now that the uh, Guinness is settling in the glass, you can see how it's, priest-like it is. Yeah, it's very... Resembling a dog collar. Yeah. Mm. Took your glasses off. You could easily deliver a full confession. <laughs> Uh, invites invites it to baptise all the children. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's called a stripper vicar because uh, it tastes a bit like paint stripper because I'm going to add in some oh, some God. vodka. Oh God. oh, God. And it's lime-flavoured vodka. Is oh, it? Key lime, oh, stiff key. Oh, oh This is brilliant. Stewed key. Like Bloody brilliant. And this is um, nice-looking vodka, actually. It is. Not oh, just, you know, Tesco's um, own. Jeez, you're just pouring it in. Just freestyle pouring. pouring. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I'd, I didn't make this up, Jake. Uh, but this is how you do it. It was. Did Paul Draper make it up? Well, it's going to make a reference to the good, the excellent Manson song. The excellent Manson song. Yeah. Now, my question is: Have you tested this? This isn't something I've just made up, Ruth. This is a legitimate <laughs> official cocktail. Is this one full or empty? This I'll, is I'll accredited by the International Council of Bar. Is that one dudes? It's got. I is taste it disgusting? It. Yeah, it's got the vodka. It doesn't in. taste disgusting. It just tastes a little hint of um, lime. Oh, well, there you go. Key lime, you might say. Now we know it's pronounced stew. Okay. We could have put a little spoonful of stew in as well, couldn't we? And give it a meaty, a savoury. Meaty now, I'm going to sniff it to see if the smell of lime is apparent. <coughs> Let's all have a little sample. Yeah. yeah. I can't smell the lime. It disappears, that bloody booze, doesn't it? The vodka. I'd say it's velvety. Mm. It's, um, as ever with, with these drinks, mm. when we ex- first take our sip expecting to splutter in horror it's it's not as bad as you think it's going I to like be it. exactly just cheers you know. ed i like that thank you cheers thanks ed now i'll mm. just quickly say a couple of notes on sources there are a couple of books about harold davidson because he did cause quite a media storm at the time the first book about him was published in seven no not 1795 1975 and it's called the prostitute's padre and as we'll discover that was what uh, davidson styled himself the Prostitute's Padre. So we have a bit from that. Um, a new biography was published in 2007 called The Troublesome Rector Bloody hell. by John Tucker. Uh, and the publication Belsenden. of that book led to a slew 
of articles and things looking again at the story of Harold Davidson and, and actually saying, was it the correct decision to mm. defrock him? Maybe. We'll see. Um, we, we so there are changing jury, attitudes. We? Well, we can jury, jury, jury him. Yeah, I, Ed's it, just got some practice in by doing jury service. Yes. I know you're not allowed to talk about it. I mean, jurors protection <laughs> <laughs> i mean i suppose in those times a man wearing a frock would have been generally frowned upon it's true yeah. less but a vicar always wears a frock doesn't he uh just at weekends just on sundays <laughs> and there's a change of attitude in in the things that are written about him from a kind of shock and horror at the time to now it's more of like well maybe he wasn't that bad now he didn't come from stiff key stew key oh god mm-hmm. he grew up near southampton his father was a vicar his family was like a whole family of vicars 27 previous members of the family had worked within the Anglican Church. So it was very much assumed that Harold would follow in this illustrious path and his family pressured him to work hard so that he could get a scholarship and go and do his holy orders and all that business. But he wasn't so keen on this. He had his eye on a different prize. Yeah, he spent some formative time at school in Croydon living with two maiden aunts. Mm. Uh, And it sounds like they were quite a lot more fun. (laughs) And his family back home. Um, and he got quite involved in amateur dramatics. Oh, nice. That's during good. his time staying with the maiden aunts. Uh, and he also volunteered at a charitable institution called Toynbee Hall, which had a, a kind of reformist agenda of the rich and the poor living more closely together and society being less polarised and all this kind of thing. So that's fine. That's all fine, isn't it? I like. Was it it sounds all right so far. Um, yeah. What this did mean, though, didn't get a scholarship. Oh, too shit. busy... Being charitable. Treading the boards. And, um, yeah, doing some amdram. And then he started to think, oh, perhaps don't want to join the clergy. This amateur dramatics is much more fun. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to go into pro-dramatics. <laughs> it probably was more fun. So he thought, what I'm going to do is pursue a career as a stage comedian. No. What? <laughs> Damn, it was. <laughs> the laughing vicar of Stiffkey. This is brilliant. Um, so this basically is just Dawn French. <laughs> but in the past. Um, so this was the year uh, 1894. He was 19. He's like, right, I'm going to set out on my stage career Oof. and try and be a comedian. You're getting through that at a pace. Yeah, it's also getting more boozy as it goes down. Yeah, the, the book has got a certain uh, weight to it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's all sunk to the, the bottom. bottom yeah. <laughs> you think we're going to get to a kind of a, yeah. a sewer of <laughs> vodka? You like those ice creams right at the bottom. It's just syrup as you get to the bottom of the Unfortunately, thing. in this case, it's uh, limey vodka. Now, what do you think his family made of this? I think they were really happy about it. <laughs> they said at last. <laughs> oh, brilliant. The 28th member will become a stage comedian. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we've been waiting for all those times. The thing was, they couldn't really do anything no. about it. So off he went. He had some success initially. He performed on the London stage. He was in some touring productions, including a farce called Charlie's Aunt. (laughs) Oh, I love Charlie's Aunt. (laughs) (laughs) Davidson played an undergrad called Sir Fancourt Babberley. And Fancourt Babberley's friends in the play convince him for some reason to dress up as an aunt. Uh, So he spends most of the play in drag. He gets the bug. Uh, He gets the the dressing up in the... (laughs) The drag bug. (laughs) Early frocking. The finest tradition of British comedy, men dressing up as women. If only he'd known that later on he'd be defrocked. I couldn't find a picture, though, of him dressed as the aunt. I I would have liked to find a picture. His work at Toynbee Hall also had a lasting impact on him. So during his years working as a stage comedian, he also spent time with a kind of diverse range of people. Uh, And he had his own standards of morality, which you might say not that far from the church. So he was quite keen on helping people in poverty, spreading the message of the Lord, which, of course, Christians are keen on that, aren't they? Mm -hmm. He performed Bible readings while he was on tour. He was teetotal. 
he mm. wouldn't have been drinking a Guinness full of key lime vodka. Well, for that, Mr. What's he called? Davidson? Mm. I apologise. Not Jim Davidson. No, oh, I don't apologise to Jim Davidson. He had a formative experience in London while he was working there. He was walking in the thick London fog, you can imagine, Victorian London one night. A pea super. (laughs) A pea super. And he came across a young girl getting ready to throw herself into the Thames. No, don't do it. Uh, And he, he said, no, what are you doing? And he had a little talk to her and calmed her down. He discovered that she was a 16-year-old runaway uh, who'd left her home near Cambridge and come to London in the hopes of opportunity. Oh, God. But had not found any such opportunity. Mm. The streets were not paved with gold. No, they were paved with people wanting to pay you to have sex with them. Oh, God. Story (laughs) of my life. (laughs) (laughs) She had nowhere to stay. She was in a state of despair. And she was ready to end it all, throw oh, herself God. into the tent. Luckily she met Stiffers. Lucky she met Stiffers. He helped her with some pennies and it made a lasting impression. And he was like, there must be so many women like this. I must try and help all of them. As so many as I can. Stiffers sounds like a decent fellow so yeah, far. Yeah, so mm. far. No problem, right? A few years in, the comic work dried up. Oh. Or the pressure from his family became too much. It's the fickle nature of showbiz. It's <laughs> fickle. The laughs ran out. And so he finally said, okay, I'll do my holy orders. His family were like, come on, you've had your fun running around London. Having a gay old time. Saving people from suicide. Oh, well, that was, see, that was worthwhile. They should have put that in the, in the, in the plus points. He should have written that in his uh, yeah. application to university. Yeah, so look, plus saved. points, I've saved people. <laughs> saved a woman. <laughs> Maybe from... negative points, told some blue jokes. <laughs> <laughs> in a dress, on stage. His family called in some favours and he was admitted to study at Exeter College in Oxford. He wasn't really a very enthusiastic student. He continued to act in amateur productions because, you know, Oxford's probably full of those as well. Oh, good. So not like boring, like priesty ones. No, 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 no. That's fine. Um, He was quite tardy. He did poorly in his exams. Eventually, the college were like, no, get out. out, I I bet when he had a nine o'clock lecture, he didn't show up. He didn't show up for those because he'd been treading the boards. I know all night. Probably till 2am. Then he'd gone off looking for prostitutes to save. Which is a worthwhile thing, but it's still not going to get you up in the morning, is it? (laughs) No. Well, Well, yeah, maybe his payment. (laughs) His college struck him out and he had to continue his studies such as they were at a cramming institution called Grindles Hall. I like the name. Mm. Yeah, good good. tonight. Good for cramming. (laughs) Cram those grindles in. Cramming the grindles. No, the more you say it, the worse it sounds. He was eventually ordained at the age of 28. The bishop was reluctant. He'd seen what had been Uh, going on. He was like, oh, this guy's not no good. Do I have to ordain this man? He seems unreliable. (laughs) (laughs) Want to ordain a board tredity? (laughs) (laughs) So he was ordained. There we are. His family were happy. He was like, well, I suppose I'll stick to it now. He had a couple of short-lived positions in Berkshire in London and then was sent to Stukey to take up his new role. Let the party begin. This was 1906. We're back in good old North Norfolk. Ah, best. As we so often are. The thing about Stukey, mostly agricultural Mm. workers around there, also cockles, Mm. a lot of cockle collecting. On those those flatlands that we... Yeah, on the mudflats. Mudflats, yeah. Love a cockle. Do you? Mm. Pickled, yeah, vinegar. Now, does pouring vinegar on something make it pickled, or do you have to leave it for a it bit? Oh, it does it pickle it. I think mm, it but does. you wouldn't say that your fish and chips were pickled, I'm and normally, you put vinegar on them. I'm normally pickled when I eat them. Hey, hey. hey. are cockles no, no. the ones with the tiny bit of yellow? Yeah, they're sticking out. Yeah, yes, they look like a bit that, yes. weird. I, I do like them, but it's one of those things I eat lots of and then feel a bit sick later on. Yeah, and sometimes there's a bit of sand in there, oh, isn't there? Gritty, a bit of grit. So gritty, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean they do live 
on the ocean floor. You can't really blame them having containing sand. Apparently, stiffkey, stewkey, sorry, cockles take on a blue colour from the minerals in the mud. But yeah. I imagine it's not that blue. Come on, uh, yeah. not sky blue. Grey. More of yeah, like a grey. Not as blue as Davidson's stand-up routine. No. <laughs> so there he is in his new. New life. The he's... good thing about it, though, is by the sea. That's quite nice. Yeah. So he's got, at least he's got oh, like, yeah. a I nice... Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think he minded too much. Okay. He's got a wife by now. She's called Molly. Nice. She's She's come with him. No. Oh. She's quite respectable, actually. In oh. fact, Molly and Harold had a kind of bit of a romance when he was being trying to be a stage comedian, but she was like, no, not respectable. Oh, so, he wasn't respectable enough. So once he got ordained, <gasps> okay. then she was like, okay, this seems more of a reliable profession. Oh. Little did she know. Little did she know. So there he is. He was quite popular with the parishioners. They called him Little Jimmy. He's called Harold. I know. Why did they call him that? That, I hadn't... Do you know what? When I wrote all this, I was like, oh yeah, Little Jimmy. And the bit of that I focused on was little. And I was like, but how tall was he? He was five foot three. Quite small. So I was like, fine. That's probably where it was from. It hadn't occurred to me that they were giving him the wrong name they they liked him they said he was diligent faithful to the parish caring and generous to those in need he sounds like a great guy but quite eccentric but that's because he liked, he liked to tread the boards so he's got that kind of mentality as well yeah, yeah. I think he's a bit of a rogue um, yeah. he wants they said apparently... that about Bill Cosby until recently oh, oh no come on. come on not that guy he wants Rode to do his sermon on a Sunday he flung open the doors of the church everyone was seated and he whizzed up the central aisle on a bicycle what? <laughs> <laughs> like meatloaf oh, that yeah <laughs> If it had been laser, he would have been on a bike, wouldn't he? I bet. I like a roaring yeah, motorbike. Yeah, definitely. You haven't seen a Meatloaf's granddad riding a penny farthing <laughs> into a church? <laughs> An old timey film? If Meatloaf's granddad had the same girth as Meatloaf, I don't know that he's getting on a penny farthing. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, he flung flung the bicycle aside and clambered up to his uh, pulpit. Sounds badass. I love this guy. So, you know, he's he's quite fun. Quite a fun guy. Now, as a little Mm. side tangent, just while we finish these drinks, what do you know of the church? Because have you been to a sermon, Ed? Mm. Tons of sermons. Tons? Yeah, or sermon is the plural, of course, of sermon. (laughs) Did Did you go as a child? Yes. To church? Yeah, my granddad was a canon, which I believe is some sort of, like a relatively senior priest. Really? Is that yeah. Catholic? No. Ang- like the, the church, in, church church in Wales. Not Church of Wales. Oh, church in Wales. in Wales. In Wales. But a Christian church. Yes. I feel well, like you don't know that much about it. The external this. appearance was Christian, but actually it was like a Lovecraftian cult. <laughs> That's why I've got sort of devil worship. I've got this tentacle. I don't know if this is true or not. <laughs> no, yes, like you say, as, as a child, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I went tell. to I went to religious things. And how long does a Sunday sermon like if you, you yeah, go I've in? Never, I've never been nine to church o'clock. On Sunday. I mean, if the you bells go ding a ling, in you ding go. Ding. A man talks. Like, how long is this going on for? I reckon in the nineteenth century, it went on for. Oh, we're in the, we're in the twentieth century just now. Just about, we? just about. I reckon they went on for ages in like three 19, hours, nineteen oh six. I don't know. I was a child, so I fell asleep in, in my mother's arms. So I don't remember. Were you prodded awake? No, God, nothing like that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no stiff keys involved. <laughs> the keys <laughs> remained completely flaccid throughout. I just... No, I, I, I've only been to ever, ever been to weddings and funerals. I'm such a heathen. I never... Yeah, that's what I've been to. Once um, mum sent us to Sunday school with a friend of hers because I think she felt a bit bad that mm. we weren't getting any experience of that religion because kind of yeah. maybe what if we wanted to be religious and she was not providing any of that. And I remember going to Sunday school with Jo. She came as well with a friend of my mum's. My stomach made a very strange noise. I thought that was fine. 
I thought that was your cat. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember being quite bored. Mm. Yeah, I mean, boredom is the main That's theme. That's the main takeaway. Religious <laughs> ceremonies. I don't think it's a kid's thing, is it? I, I, that's the thing. I don't. Well, think it's, it's, there's it's, not enough soft play. No, rather too much talk of hell. If you're, Certain if prominent you're Catholics kid, would disagree. What, why do you want to go there? If you're an adult and you've made the choice to go there, that's your own business, and you, you have to suck it up. It, no, enjoy it. If you enjoy it, it's great. If you don't enjoy it, you have to suck it up. But if you're right. a kid, but if you're a kid, you shouldn't be made to go. Oh, I don't know. Maybe so you don't go to hell, Jake. Oh yeah, that's true. but I surely imagine... all the McFees are all baptized. No, I have. I have been baptized. Is baptized the same as christened? Oh yeah, I've been christened. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the thing is, with all this stuff, you think you think you know it, and then you start to think, "Oh, do I know anything about this?" No. None of us christened or baptized. Mm, So basically, are you christened slash baptized? (laughs) Yeah. Jake, I was christened definitely. Chris, we know you weren't. But it's weird though. Oh, ironic. Family of devil worshippers. Putting dead horses' heads in the car and stuff. <laughs> but the weird thing was, my parents were not religious in any other way. Like, we never went to church or we never did, like... Do you think they were worried that you would go to hell? I think they were following on a tradition of their parents. Uh, and did you... Yeah. I, 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 I think they were, you know, just... Did you wear a tiny robe? I've got photographs of Tom being christened where he is wearing a tiny robe. Oh, I nice. don't think there's any pictures of me being christened. Ed, tiny robe? Tiny robe? Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's the 80s, so I had kind of a baggy sort of MC, <laughs> MC Hammer kind of robe. With a acid house. Uh, yeah, yeah, with a little smiley face. face. It was, it was and, tie dye. They dunked you in the Kool Aid. Exactly. Yeah, it was laced with something. Eh? <laughs> Dancing all night. Woo-hoo! You emerged sticky and happy, <laughs> sticky and smiling. Just like being born. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess if you were a child and then uh, the vicar's riding up on a bicycle, at least that would that be good. That would be good, wouldn't it? I would, I would get you into it. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, this church thing's not bad. I'd want to know what the analogy was. What's the bicycle? Is that heaven? Is it? sin is it good deeds Ooh. jesus rode into town on an ass this bike is my ass guys ride my ass ride my ass <laughs> to <laughs> heaven <laughs> this doesn't sound what harold said i think he's it's basically the penny farthing is the populace and he's riding on the top of them. it's not a penny farthing yeah oh, we introduced the penny no farthing. that's only meatloaf that's Sylvester. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a regular like a rally bike like yeah, a hybrid mountain like a road bike he did some wheelies <laughs> <laughs> It was a sick BMX. <laughs> Down low, the seat was really low. So yeah, yeah, he was standing on the... Yeah, his mate standing on the back, back <laughs> spokes. Oh, hang on. I've got an interesting fact. You'll like this, Jake. <laughs> Davidson had continued connections with some of the missions he'd worked with in London and also, somewhat fatefully, continued his interest in the stage by becoming chaplain to the Actors' Church Union. The Actors' Church Union are based in St Paul's Church in Covent Garden. Do you know what happened there recently? No. What? Jake had a wee. I had a wee in the St Paul's Church. <laughs> I did. That that one with the downstairs wee. Yes. That Good was God. brilliant. <laughs> it, sorry. Did they let you or did you just... I just weed down the stairs. He basically no, no. disappeared down a... It yeah. wasn't... I know it was... You weren't just pissing in an alley. You disappeared no, down a, a side bit and then we didn't know what was going to no, happen to you No, no, it was, like, it was actually there. like the bowels of the earth. But yeah, like, I forgot what the... Yeah, and, so that's, it, that's where he was um, being meant- a chaplain to the actresses. He would uh, attempt to minister to the showgirls backstage at the London shows in the oh, West End with varying degrees of success. Now we start to see how the accusations of immorality come about. Oh. So he apparently, he'd sort of bumble 
Lynn backstage. While they were getting changed. Uh, oh, whoops. Like Donald oh, Trump sorry. at a pageant. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Come girls. On, sorry. Stiffers. Didn't realise you were just in the middle of getting changed here. Yeah, in your big frilly old-timey knickers. Oh, is <laughs> it a bad time? Oh, um, well, maybe I can just talk to you about God now. A lot of them said, actually, he they didn't find him to be a sex pest, but they found him quite annoying and persistent because he was always trying to make them, like, say, you know, tell me your problems. He thought all, like, all the women in London needed to be saved Save and they were all... He, he thought they were all this 16-year-old girl that he'd he, sort of saved from flinging herself into the Always trying to save the fallen person, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it sort of sounds like he obviously had an attraction to this part of the world and this sort of social scene. And do you think it was totally altruistic? No. No. But... I think it probably partly was, and I reckon he convinced himself it was. It was, yeah. If he tried to save someone in the past and it hadn't worked and they'd like died or something, yeah. then you might always be trying to save that. The one that got to, away. Yeah, but in his case, it wasn't. It was like almost like a drug. He, he wanted, chasing he wanted, that he first was, high. Yeah, that's what it Never was. Never recapture it. He was chasing the first high. But, so I, yeah, I think he genuinely thought that he was trying to save them, yeah. but I think there was little, little, clearly a little bit where he was yeah. like, oh, but if in the process of saving them, I accidentally so see some boobs, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Some boobs and frilly knickers. If there's one thing I hate, it's someone trying to save my soul and perv on my boobs at the same time. <laughs> and my it's a pet hate. He, so he would try and sort of find them other work. He would try and, you know, say, what can you do to improve your life or this sort of thing. He invited quite a lot of the actresses, rather improbably, to come and stay at the rectory in Stukey. With him and Molly. Hold on. This... And then he would like try to find them work locally and all this sort of oh. thing. Did it mainly involve bending over and trying to like yeah. scrub the floor or something? While he was... <laughs> Dirty dog. Quite often they would help him with gardening. So there probably was quite a lot of um, yeah, bending over. Yeah. Yeah. Working the sod. And Molly wasn't that keen on all this. I bet she was Shenanigans wasn't. going on. <laughs> this parade of London actresses, young ladies <laughs> being brought in and out of the rectory. And it also began to earn him some enemies in the parish who Ooh. thought that... Uh, was, haters, jealous yeah. haters. The ones that thought he was pretty cool, first of all, now are slightly... Well, now they're like, that it's gone too on. far. Who are these people he's bringing back? And in particular, a man called Major Philip Hammond, weirdly oh, enough. Oh, was he the cheating major? Bill no. Ex-Chancellor Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of one from... Um, Millionaire. Who wants to very That was a major somebody else, sorry. But yeah, so there's this local major called Philip Hammond and they also had some like petty disputes about people leaving boundaries of you know, garden Fucking boundaries, boundaries and all that shit. Ba- oh, that Classic shit. Norfolk. Yeah. yeah. So there was some boundary shit going on, but also Philip Hammond was like, come on, I don't like all this in and out of all the London mm-hmm. ladies. And they, a lot of people in the village started to worry that the agricultural workers would be led astray. You know, yeah. people in the village started to be a bit, oh, actually. Okay. In a minute, we'll have, I'll make my next drink. Just quickly, what was looming on the horizon? World War I. Um, he enrolled as a chaplain in the Royal Navy. Stiffers doesn't want to go to the bloody front. I think he was anxious to get away from some domestic discord at home <laughs> caused by the, 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 yeah, the continuous late. parade of actresses that he was bringing Maybe into the restaurant. Maybe I should take a sejour to the, to the, the, <laughs> yeah. the Western Front. Just let Molly... <laughs> <laughs> Just let it all... Just, yeah, exactly a, what a, relaxing, <laughs> a relaxing trip <laughs> to the battlefield. a couple of weeks. It'll all blow over. I'll come back and be fine. Oh, bloody hell. Um, so in. he enrolled to be a chaplain in the Royal Navy and... And he spent five years at sea. Now, he was also somewhat unpopular with some of the sailors 
because he would insist on like holding impromptu sermons all the they time. Didn't want shit. They wanted to drink rum and whenever dinner. they docked, like would go dock into a port, he would be <laughs> off again trying to find women to save. So he'd uh, always like, get back and, like, and then like don't save those women. That's the women we want to go and see for Christ's sake. He wasn't really a, a follower of rules, which is admirable. But I can see how I can make him... Um... Well, and also in the military, yeah, the it... number one thing is you follow it's the rules. rules. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the big thing in the military. They're obsessed yeah. with that stuff, yeah. yeah. Fucking love it, don't they? So he was, you know, like with everything in his life, he gave it a go, but he it was... He the trend, didn't he? On yeah. his return, Molly was six months pregnant. Mm-hmm. How long was he away? The Hold dates on. did not match with any of Davidson's shore leave. Hold Shit. on. To his credit, he accepted the child as his own. So he basically didn't kick up a fuss. He was like, okay. And also Molly was, probably, was kind of like a bit like, well, look, you've been effing around with all those girls from the London and stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to save people's souls, it's just fair that I should Well, and, and then he buggered off to the men. front and stuff and left her like in the... I don't think it was on the front. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> He's also... <laughs> Amusing as it is oh. to imagine Harold Davidson on the performing his stage comedian routines. <laughs> he on came the back with a, a necklace of human ears. <laughs> Doing a hilarious skit about the assassination of uh, Archduke, Archduke Ferdinand. Ferdinand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was he came back, he was like, Okay, she's up the duff, not my kid, but mm. he was like, Fine, we'll you know, we'll Basically, try and he was make thinking this is my get out of jail free card. I can do what the F I like now. She's, oh, she's... you haven't taken the bins out? Yeah, well, you got impregnated by somebody man. else, and I've looked the other way. Okay, I see. I see your rationale. Or if I maybe want to st- uh, spend an evening with some strumpets. Well, funny you should say that, Jake, because he started to spend more and more time in London with strumpets. <laughs> You're probably right. He probably kind of said to himself, well, well, look, Molly's, you know. I mean, he did lay the groundwork, I think. He for sure Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the problem is, poor Molly, she should yeah. have known because he was a stage comedian when they met. Then she was convinced, thought, no, he's gone to the straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah, and then... Uh, uh, then she saw him roaring up the aisle on a motorbike. Bringing in the ladies of the night into the... <laughs> into the Singing Bat Out of Hell on the pulpit. <laughs> so he went back to London to start his London work again. On that subject... It's time for our next drink, which I will tell you is going to be called a hanky panky. Nice. <laughs> a little bit of spanky. It's another cocktail, but it doesn't have any Guinness in. Okay, we've got our new drink. This was one I made. Look, you wouldn't expect it. I've done a proper one this week because right usually I'm one. quite half-assed, aren't I, with my drinks? Just buy a beer or something and call it a proper drink. You've put your full ass into this one. I have. Now, this actually is an official cocktail. What's it, what is it with all these official cocktails tonight? <laughs> there's an accreditation, isn't there, which is, there's some, if you look up cocktails on Wikipedia, some of them have a little <laughs> oh. acronym next to them that so means like, they're listed no in shit. an official yeah, you, cocktail yeah, thing. Yeah. I said that jokingly, didn't I? That was a real no, thing. No, it's real, Ed. I thought you knew. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought you, did you know knew. somehow, but you didn't. And this one is called a hanky-panky. Ah. Mm. And I will tell you what's in it. Gin. <laughs> That's hanky. Yeah. Yep. Uh, vermouth. Hanky. Mm. It's supposed to be something called Fernet Branca. Do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> but who knows even what that is. Yeah. So I looked up what that is and it said it's a herbal digestif. I was just going to say it's a herbal digestif. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh. There always are though, aren't they? So you know what I thought of instead? 
Underberg. Underberg. Oh, it's got Underberg. So it's got yeah. some, oh, some nice. splashes of Underberg this in and some King's drink. and a bit of uh, orange as well. So let have a have a sip. Le bottoms yeah. up. That's delicious. Man. It's like a like a like a oh. martini kind it's of nice, vibe. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's basically mood. just booze with a tiny splash of Underberg, which actually is also booze. So it's basically <laughs> the just... Ice, the ice cube is the only thing that's not <laughs> it's booze. It's true, and the orange peel. Oh, yeah, the orange peel. Yeah, it's got some orange peel. Um, it's nice, though, isn't it? The Underberg is in, all the, in the aftertaste, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Too much, not too much Underberg, just a splash. Don't overberg the Underberg. And if, if I was feeling um, full, then the splash of underberg would be clearing my tummy right now. Yeah, you'd feel nice and empty. Yeah. And this is, called a, <laughs> this is called Inside. a hanky-panky. So that, I thought, is quite good for the old I said cheers. It tastes bloody delicious. Cheers, mm-hmm. hanky-pankers. Mm. Hanky I don't think it's going to help my um, swizzly state of mind. No. But, but, yeah. it's, it's sure to do the opposite mm. on that front. Back to old Harold Davidson. Oh, I forgot about He's him. back from the war. There's an illegitimate child. Oh. He's spending more and more time in London. Probably his situation at home isn't that harmonious. Mm. He ramps up his quest to save all the young women in London if he can. Yeah. Is it in quotes, save? Oh, he thinks he's saving oh, them. He cool, cool. Barmaids, waitresses, sex workers, all sorts of women. He approaches them all. I feel he's... I, I the waitresses need saving. It sounds he like thinks yeah. some of them do. He thinks some of them need saving. Is it, a, uh, is it a frowned upon um, profession? Well, I suppose he thinks, oh, it's where you might find yourself and then you're you're oh, at risk of being going d- lured into, away. Yes, into a different profession, the, the prostitution one. Exactly. Or the, yeah. And he was barred from some establishments because the landladies were like, no, not this guy trying to again. save my girls. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> They're quite happy here. I'm getting through so many girls every week. It's a bloody <laughs> saving them. It's a nightmare. But some of the girls did take him up on his offer and borrowed money or he would try and help them find jobs and this kind of thing. He met a young woman called Rose Ellis in 1920. She was homeless and destitute, so mm, she genuinely gross. was in need, getting by with part-time sex work. He oh, lent my. her cash to rent a room. He paid her medical bills, which were apparently mainly for STDs. Oh, no. Oh. Um, and he, he had her visit the rectory in Norfolk to work in the gardens, for which he paid her, and generally helped her out and tried to support her, and they remained oh. friends for a decade. So um, that was like oh, an nice. example uh, of actually someone who he and, did and, and help friendship. They had yeah, friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, some people would say, no problem, he's mm. trying to help people. Yeah, no problem. No problem, nothing suspicious going on. But within the parish of Stukey... They were not bloody happy, were they? Rumours were circulating. Bloody gossips. I know, Tongues I think, were I wagging. It's, it's them, on them. Projection. Yes. They're worried about their own, like, fears and their own, like, vices. And Oh, God, I'm going to be tempted. Tempted by the attractive young women of the London yeah. stage. However, he did sometimes miss his Sunday sermons. Because he, he was off oh, no. in London. He was like having a night on the. I thought he meant he's hungover and he's like. High on a cocktail of drugs. Oh, <laughs> oh, I can't do my bloody sermon. I'm fucked. think eight balls of River Phoenix. <laughs> oh. It was him who called from outside the Viper room, not whacking. <laughs> hey, River's taking too much. <laughs> yeah, it's me, Stiffkey. He's on the bloody floor. <laughs> Yeah, so he sometimes missed his sermons because he'd gone off to London and he hadn't got back in time. So that's pe- even those who'd been uh, yeah, on his that, side that, that, he, started to go, well, actually, he's his, slipping his, a bit. His uh, allegiance should have been to the parish, really. It should. Yeah. It should, of course. 
Um, there's plenty but, of times between Sundays. Yeah, there's full a full like, week. Yeah, seven days, like seven whole six days, days. Well, yeah. six days. I can't do math. Every day's a six day. <laughs> um, six mad dead. Local <laughs> man Philip Hammond started to take things even more seriously. Hammond. I love that he's called Phil Hammond. You can just, you just picture him as uh, Phil Hammond. He's got a shotgun in his hand, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a picture of Chancellor Philip Hammond with his shotgun, or no, you're just it, putting a few different things together in yeah, your mind. Yeah, it basically sounds like a landowner, you know, like a. Yeah. A, a well, he's a major. Land. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was war. Boundary major. disputes. No, yeah. it's not yeah, the war anymore. No, no, but I put all of those little things together in my head. He's got a shotgun, <laughs> maybe even a grouse dangling but, from his belt. It's not like you're talking to an elderly relative. It's not the war anymore. <laughs> but does he look like Chancellor Philip Hammond in your mind? He's just red-faced. Okay, well, I think that's probably a fair assumption. Yeah. Philip Gammond. Charles <laughs> <Belt> Gammond. <laughs> Philip Gammond, Gammond. Uh, eventually made a complaint to no other than the Bishop of Norwich. He took it Ooh. higher. He took I, it I've heard up. the Bishop of Norwich don't take no shit. Yeah, I've had it with your renegade ways, Stiffkey. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to follow the line. But I get results. So <laughs> He's a maverick, but he gets all results. Because all those prostitutes have picked up off the floor and given a new life to him. <laughs> It had been reported to the Bishop of Norwich. He tried to he tried to basically wave it off because he was like, oh, it's a lot of effort to deal with this shit. But Try eventually he had to deal with the shit. So he had to put some people to investigate. Oh, internal affairs. Yeah, <laughs> they were in the, on, on the case. So they um, made inquiries. They questioned some people. I believe some of them had tailed him around London trying to Ooh. find out what he was doing. Private detective style? Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Because, you know, they're not short of money. Church. Just seeing what he was getting up to when he wasn't in the parish. Seeing if they could find any sort oh, of dirt. evidence oh, no. that would definitely prove that he was okay, so up to no good. It wasn't like a done deal at that point. They were just no. seeing what he was doing. Yeah. Exactly. They were, they were seeing what had happened. They questioned a lot of the women. So they questioned Rose Ellis, who was this one that I said he had uh, So met. she gave a glowing she, character reference. Yeah, she, well, she was initially, they, they got her to write a letter that had some incriminating stuff in. No, not Rose. But she immediately was like, no, actually, that's I was pressured into writing it. It's not true. So she wouldn't testify. So she was like, no, it's not true. And actually, she said they'd never had any intimate relationship over their decade-long friendship other than that she had once lanced a boil on his bottom. <laughs> that's pretty intimate, though, isn't it? Quite intimate. If that's his king. Yeah, but freaking satisfying, I'd imagine. Oh, lancing a boil. Imagine that. Ooh. But la- is lancing when you jab it with a hot poker? And suck it out, don't you? No, I suppose they don't have syringes. No, lancing is when you get on the back of a horse with a big stick <laughs> and you charge out the ass. What, uh, what, and then stick that in his boil? Ram it in there, yeah. No. It's, 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 it's I don't bar- think it's just squeezing. No, but isn't it like, yeah, you're right. It's like sticking a spike in it to, oh, to, to release the juice. Exactly. Yeah. So sounds, she did say she once great. lanced a boil on his bottom. Now, this came out at trial. Harold Davidson did not acquit himself well in the trial. He oh, was, no. he was, came across as being very arrogant and people didn't really warm to him. It's oh, like Jello Biafra all over again. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jello Biafra? He didn't come across well in the trial. <laughs> They, they said he was on. Un- so anyway, carry on. What was his trial for? When the other members of the Dead Kennedys sued him for uh, royalties. Oh, but like par- 
Like with the Smiths and Morrissey. Yeah, but apparently he came across... He's like a very intelligent guy, mm. but he didn't come across well in the, in, in, in the, in the trial. He, he seemed aloof and kind of seemed a bit like... You know, right, OK. Which he, so it, it didn't play well to his strengths. Anyway, carry No. An example of this is when Rose Ellis said that she'd once lanced a boil on his bottom. Mm, it does sound um, a little iffy, but... He caused general amusement and disbelief in the court when, in response to this, he claimed not to know what a buttock was. He said, Stiffers. no, I've never heard that word before. I don't know what it means. So innocent. He was like, no, I don't know anything about buttocks He's or boils. He's been saving or... prostitutes for 20 years. <laughs> he knows what a buttock is. Arse cheek. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> was, that's what the Bishop of Norwich shouted in yeah. rage. He was like, you know what it is. Arse cheek. Yeah, pounding the bench. Arse cheek. <laughs> so anyway, Davidson wasn't very convincing. So all this kind of ridiculous mm. denials didn't help his um And case. also you'd have thought his like years of treading the boards could have like... He should have done with... better. Exactly. Yeah. Should have done much better. Yeah. So, so this court case took place in 1932. The trial was held in London. Not Stukey, because so many of the witnesses were in London. He was accused of... I think it's of... another case of, like, regional fascism. Like, basically, <laughs> another like, Yet another case like, of regional basically, fascism. Like, it's always so London-centric, isn't it? Like, like take, take everybody down to London instead of coming out to Stifke. Come on. There, is, there are more places in this country than London. Right. Sorry. Well, it's true. It's true, Jake. The Bishop of Nos was furious. <laughs> He he said, Norwich is fine. Can't we just do it there? Of Um, course he did. Norwich is great. (laughs) So he was... Let's film Trisha in Norwich. (laughs) What about El Dorado? Film that in Norwich, I'd say. Did they film El Dorado in Norwich? Yeah, yeah, they should have done. But it's set in the Spanish... (laughs) Does it need to be in Spain? (laughs) The lovely towers. But what about the weather? I think of all our of all our random things, the assertion they they should have filmed El Dorado in Norwich it would have worked perfectly well. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, Not London, they should have filmed it. it in Eastbourne. It's sunny. I'm completely lost. Sorry. Can we... <laughs> so he's in court. He's yeah, in yeah. court. And all of this El Dorado chit-chat. Sorry. He's in court. Buttock accusations get made. He denies it all. He was accused of having immoral character. He was accused of associating with women of loose character. Accosting... <laughs> Molesting oh. and importuning young females for immoral purposes. Oh. That's hard, isn't it? Because that's just because he was hanging out with those particular ladies. Yes, yeah. he was. Much, much just... like our Lord Jesus Christ would hang out with. Yes, Mary he Magdalene, yeah. famously. He, hookers, he probably knew what a buttock was, though. Well, you know. Many witnesses at the trial did testify to Davidson pestering girls in tea shops, bars and so on. But no one's actually saying I've seen him molesting anyone. So no they're all just saying, boob. but yeah, he did He did keep turning yeah. up. He would keep showing up night after night trying ah, to talk to people. He's guilty by association, but he's, now, he's, he's, he's basically put himself in it. His problems became very serious when a woman named Barbara Harris was brought forth by Bad. the prosecution, a key witness. She told of how Davidson witness. had approached her at the age of 16, persuaded her to come to dinner with him, Apparently by saying that she looked like a star oh, she was of the 16? age. Yes. Oh, God. And he, she said he regularly visited her lodgings. He would give her small amounts of money. That's not a euphemism for something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean it's in lodging, the verb? Well. Sorry. Well, we think it is. But I mean, 16, hmm. 16 then is like 25 by like modern Well, the age problem inflation. is you shouldn't mm. be really vis- visiting anyway. anyone's lodgings, as it were. So he... 
he gave us what she says he gave me some money he would always try and come and stay over in my rooms she said eventually he did try to sleep with her she repelled his advances at oh, which point she says sisters. when he'd been rejected she said he relieved himself <gasps> Ah, uh, oh. the was no longer stiffers. Yeah, we. Some doubts were Shit. cast on the reliability of this witness. You think maybe she was not telling the truth? Well, later, uh, later suggestions were that actually none of this was true. Another key piece of evidence, in addition to Barbara's testimony that went against him, was a photo of him with a girl called Estelle Davis. She was the 15-year-old daughter of one of his friends. And the photo in question... Was he pointing at her bottom and saying, I know what a bottom is? A <laughs> <laughs> bottom does feature prominently. Oh, what? Basically, he knows what a bum is. In the photo, she you can see her naked back. She's holding up Scandalous. like a blanket in front of herself. And he is like on the other side of the blanket. So you can clearly see he's there. She's naked. The blanket's between them. Sounds quite arty. Yeah. It's like an album cover. It's not an arty. Was was this in the days where you had to like take a photograph for like 10 minutes before it would take (laughs) Or not? Or was it it post-that? I don't know. Because otherwise... you I think we were past that by then. You couldn't exactly like kind of snap that one accidentally. You'd have to be like, can you just stand with the blanket in front of you just for like 10 minutes? What he says (laughs) was happening is that she wanted to break out into the world of acting so these were like some pictures that he to like arty pictures exactly uh, to try and but well, he was, says she that he didn't realize she was naked he thought she had a swimming costume on because of the tap the he claims he couldn't see because yeah. of but we the viewer just a bum well actually maybe because he doesn't know what a bottom is <laughs> even if he saw the bottom he was like i don't know what that is yeah he thinks it's just flat around there yeah was, i thought that was the swimming costume isn't it <laughs> <laughs> but the combination of uh this photo of a naked bum with him in the picture and the testimony uh, I, of Barbara, slightly... plus all these people yeah. saying, well, he did used to come around all the time trying to like talk to girls and all this stuff. It all went Stiff against as... him. His own uh, attitude at the trial wasn't great. He was very sort did of Did he ride into the trial on a bicycle? Rode right up to the judge. <laughs> <laughs> he was eventually found <sighs> guilty. Five counts of immorality. Oh, shit. Yeah. Problems. Problems here for Harold so Davidson. Is it a defrocking coming up? It's not far away. Oh, God. It's not a defrock. Um, he he did have the right, right to appeal the decision, but he had no money to pay for the spiralling oh. legal bills. The story is about to take a fateful turn. Okay, is it time for a... a That's what I'm wondering. A boozy. Because we've, we've had first stage, yeah. stage life. Yeah. Second stage, rector. Mm. Third stage, surprising. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but this does look very small. Well, I thought we, we could have another one after. Okay. But I didn't... I, hold on, let me taste it. I think it's a good, good Okay, mixture. it's a good ratio. Okay, yeah. now we have our third drink it's from courtesy of Jake Dyer. Explain, oh, please, Jake, your ideas. Now, I've basically been usurped by Ed. Well, no. Or is it great minds think alike? You might say you've been usurped. Uh, hey, well, I've done... Uh, Guinness again because mm. of the same thing that Ed was doing it because yes. it looks a little bit like yes. a Vickers but <laughs> I have done a different thing so what I did is a shot of espresso martini delicious and then added the Guinness in to top it up nice to drink so it was like a kind of espresso martini but with Guinness so it's double <laughs> booze do you want to think of a name for it the dog collar okay yes. good I like it I like yeah, it excellent. the dog collar yeah. right. so Maybe I don't, can't. Maybe I think it's the right ratio. Actually, do you think? Oh, I think nice. it's a perfect ratio. It's very um, coffee-ish. Do you think it should have been a bit more Guinness? No, I like it. 
Now, stage three, act three. Yeah, in the second act, our hero was at his lowest point. Yes, in the third act. at the end of the second act, he was oh, at a very low end. He'd been, had he been defrocked or not? Not quite, but, but he's he on the trouble. brink. He's on the brink. He's got this opportunity that he may be able to appeal, oh, yeah. but he's broke, destitute. And also, he doesn't seem like he's equipped for it. His frock is hanging from a thread. Exactly, exactly. Now... He needs to earn some money, or how's he going to make his Prostitution. appeal? <laughs> oh, that, God, that would be an irony, wouldn't it? Uh, and then he'll get saved by a lady priest, uh, played by Dawn Friend. Uh, it writes yeah. itself. It comes full circle. No, in Deep fact, hands. Davidson returned to his previous career in the entertainment business. Hello. Doing some gags. Performing a variety show in theatres around the country. However... Bookings soon dried up, possibly because the church intervened and were like, stop booking this guy. Was it, He's he, on the verge of being defrocked. Did he bill himself as the disgraced vicar? <laughs> the prostitute's padre. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he called himself. That'd be oh. such a good rap name, wouldn't it? Prostitute's padre. <laughs> Coming right at ya. <laughs> Don't know what a buttock is. <laughs> but I'm a bit of a Thatcher. <laughs> is that something about Thatcher? Like, yeah. <laughs> thatch, um... <laughs> he was literally a Thatcher. No, this is Thatcher. <laughs> well, so the bookings dried up. Um, he was doing this variety show. Now, this is odd. Once the bookings dried up, he got himself a position on Blackpool's Golden Mile, mm-hmm. exhibiting a... himself in a barrel. What the? I think basically what happened was he had a kind of. A wooden barrel with a <laughs> seat in it. <laughs> and he would sit in the barrel and basically talk about all his misfortunes. And that was the show. And he'd go, I've been so wronged. Like, <laughs> fuck the Bishop Noz. Or the, fuck Major Philip Hammond with his gun. <laughs> he'd sit in his barrel and he'd talk about all this stuff. On Blackpool's oh, Golden Mile. So he sat there in his barrel with like hen hen knights oh. going past and well this was this was 1933 or there. I'm imagining so. him sitting in a barrel of like fish as well. No, no fish. Oh, but he was next to a number of Let other carnival believe. attractions, such as Mariana the Gorilla Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Harrow, the world's fattest man. Oh, he's yeah. So he is sitting in his barrel doing this show to the folk of Blackpool, the visitors. At the same time, he tried to carry on going back to Stukey oh, to do his sermons. Bloody Major Philip Hammond stole his keys. You can't do the sermons. Stole his keys? He still had his, his keys. Philip Hammond stole the keys off him, Good kicked him up the bum. What? Yes. He doesn't even know what bum is. No, Hammond kicked, kicked He kicked him. me in my... Whatever the fuck you saw those things. <laughs> then he was not to be deterred, Harold Davidson. He started to do sermons on the grass outside the church. We saw yeah. that grass. We saw that we grass. That so grass. he was like, fuck you, Philip. Kick I'm my still ass. doing my sermons. Sermons on the grass. Yeah, hey, come sermons. on. Kick my ass. Sermons on the grass. Dee, dee, dee. Philip Hammond was absolutely furious. You can With his shotgun. And his yeah. grouse. So all this time, uh, Davidson was trying to like build his case for his appeal. Unfortunately, all this ridiculous behaviour was... Not yeah. doing him any any good. Favorite, so yeah. Uh, his appeal was denied in a ceremony at Norwich Cathedral oh, on the twenty first of the October, nineteen thirty two. He was officially 
a defrocked. Shit, <laughs> frock came frockless. Off. He wasn't pulled um, off with a frock. He was allowed to say something afterwards, and he basically just went Put on like a massive on. rant about how the church were all cunts and all this stuff. He didn't say the C word, but that's what he meant. Yeah, it was implied. I... Implied cunt. Paul Davidson, what was left for him but to return to his barrel? <laughs> so he just lived in a barrel for the rest of the So he, his only means to make money was back to the barrel in Blackpool. I love that episode of Four in a Bed where <laughs> that couple just rents out a barrel in Blackpool. Can I just say, what again? is Four in a Bed? Oh, is four in a Bed. Go? It's like Come Down With Me, but is with bed and breakfast. You have four couples who own beds and breakfasts, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and people they, come and, and stay, and, and they, they go, "Oh, I found a pube like in the bed sheets," and, 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 and they score the, the different bed and breakfasts. Yeah, yeah. My keys were roundly rejected out of the special key bill. Yeah. So um, this bed and breakfast is getting a big fat zero. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old stiffers. Back to his barrel. He, he literally got stiff. So he just going. Was he not allowed back? It, well, of course, no. Hold on. There's no uh, going back. Well, he's um, not got his vicarage anymore. No, because the keys have been taken away from him. Yeah. So he has to sit, sleep in the barrel. No, he's still sleeping in the barrel. Is he not? Some well, say he's still in that barrel to this day. <laughs> I imagine he found some a bit shit lodgings. With Poor Molly. Woman. He's still got Molly and his family. So he's got to put them Is up Is Molly somewhere. stuck with him? Molly's stuck with him. And, the, the and he's got child. some daughters as well. And the, oh, so he has actually managed to produce some children? At- no, they're all illegitimate. Oh, okay. No, he's got some children. Yeah. It's fine. So he went back to his barrel. He's not sleeping in it, Jake. I think he's got like a, okay. a port rooms in like a yeah, shit yeah. lodging house or something. He, he's just spending his days in the barrel. So he told his story. Because if you think, for a very long time, there was a lot of in- media interest in the story. So a lot of people were like, oh, we'll go and see him in his barrel. Saying oh, about scummy tabloid journals. talking yes. about the Bishop Nors, talking about bloody Philip Hammond, that whole sort of thing of like yin and yang of embracing the uh, the tabloid Ferrari, yeah, to make some bit of cash, yes. but also in a way being a, feeling a bit sullied from yeah, it. Yeah, the mm. classic yin and yang. It's basically yeah. like a page three girl, but in the olden days, in a barrel <laughs> when there were already page three. Girls. If a page three girl had a barrel on, there'd be nothing to see. Raging barrel, <laughs> the barrel would be covering it all. It's this season's latest trend. It's political correctness gone mad. <laughs> Don't worry, because the story of his unusual behaviour isn't over yet. (gasps) Interest in his story lasted a while, but not forever. That's the fickle fame. People began to lose interest in his barrel (laughs) escapade. He tried to shake things up by swapping his barrel for a glass coffin (laughs) in which he sat surrounded by ice. Hold on. Saying he would stay there until the bishop recanted the defrocking. Hold on. He's basically preempting, um, what's he called? David Blaine. Yes. By like hundreds of years. He's in there. He's in a coffin of ice. <laughs> he did that shit way before it. Bloody Blaine. He just, he just read up on that, didn't he? I'd say thousands of years. Uh, what year are we talking about? 1933. It's not thousands of years. Now, this brings another run-in with the law for poor Harold Davidson. Is it because it's um, see-through and you can see his balls? (laughs) (laughs) I think he's got clothes on. Okay, sorry. I thought he was naked. I don't know why. No, it's because he was arrested and prosecuted for attempted suicide because he's sitting in a fucking coffin of ice. (laughs) How is that attempted suicide? It might get too cold. Exactly. Uh, also, it's the past where people are fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and suicide was still a crime. Attempting suicide was seen to be a, an offence in those days. So he has this absurd situation where he gets arrested, thrown in jail for a <sighs> bit. He's got to then fight that court case to claim, no, I'm not trying to kill myself. He wins. Excellent. He's That's awarded good. some damages. 
Because he's been in prison for I've a while. I've just got cold balls, that's it. He Blue says, at best you can get me for revealing my balls. <laughs> and they're very cold. Well, actually... I... I was also revealing my, whatever you call these things, around the back. <laughs> ah, my <laughs> back balls. <laughs> so that's weird. That's a weird thing that happened to him. Business starts, like, like it's, on a, it's on a downturn in Blackpool. Uh... It's not doing yeah, that well. It's a bit of an old old story, is it? In 1937, five years after his defrocking, oh. he was offered what he thought was a lifeline, an invitation to join a show in Skegness. Now, he thinks this is a very big step up yeah. in the world because he calls Blackpool very vulgar. The Skeggers is, oh, like, is, 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 is the... Very vulgar. So he sees Skeggers as being a kind of the higher peak he doesn't of know in the seaside attraction. He going to be Skaggers. <laughs> He doesn't even know about Skaggers. He's invited to join a show in Skegness, an animal-themed attraction. Oh, no, come on. Run by a man called Captain, quote marks. I don't think he was a real captain. No, I don't think he was a real captain. Captain Fred Rye. Davidson was to appear in a section called Daniel in the Modern Lion's Den. Oh, fuck. He's not with a lion? Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) No, oh, it was a real, a real lion. The idea. He basically of... agreed to be in a sh- in a show where he was with a lion. His options were limited, and also they're beautiful creatures. He had to sometimes perform a show, and sometimes he ranted about how he hated all of those who'd done him wrong: the Bishop Noz, Barbara <laughs> Harris, <laughs> Philip Gammon, all of those bastards. He hated all those them. <laughs> all those bloody assholes. So what he used to say on Skegness Pier. Entering into a thing that's called David and the... What's it called? Daniel, Daniel and the Lions. What's it called? Yeah, Daniel and the Modern Lions. Modern Lions. It sounds dangerous. Now, it was especially bad for him because he was scared of... I mean, the thing I read said he was scared of animals, but the thing is, you, everyone's scared of lions. Like, it's not like, oh, oh he was scared of animals, <laughs> then he had I'm to... I'm sure like, he wasn't scared of rabbits. Exactly. Then he had to go in a cage with some rabbits, and that was really scary for him. It said, oh, it was hard for him because he was scared of animals. They're no. fucking lions. He's scared of fuck-off lions. Yeah. Two lions. I mean, the Wizard of Oz had just come out, so maybe he <laughs> was fixated on the oh, cowardly lion. so everyone yeah. thought the lions were friendly. Well, there were two lions in question called Toto and Fred oh, after Toto, that Captain ties in with the Wizard of Oz. Fred Rye. It was just yeah, a, Wizard of Oz fever. Come on, it's there's nothing else oh. happening apart yeah, from the true. rise of fascism. I think you couldn't pay me any amount of money to get into a, like, a cage or whatever with some lions. Well, poor Harold Davidson was desperate. After the sermon... He had to step into a cage with two lions, Toto and Fred. He would like crack a whip at them and the crowd would go, hooray! And then he'd stay in there for a bit and then he'd come out. And then more Lovely. Crack that whip. The uh, crowd loved it. I mean, it seems weird that that would be an attraction to a crowd, but they loved it. I think there is some sort of religious connotations with lions. Well, Uh, I don't know the story of... Yeah, Daniel the... in the Lion's Den. Is is there one with the? Okay, What's I'll the... tell you the story of Daniel. In the Lion's oh, you Den. know, because you got christened. Yeah, yeah. This is when what you get christened, all that information so Daniel, streams into I your head. Daniel goes it. to Skegness. <laughs> he cracks some whips. The lions are subdued. The end. The end. God. Smiles on all. That's the what's last the one, part of the Bible. No, no what's the one with the, where someone gets like a thing, in, a lion gets a thing in their paw? What? I, this sounds like the lion. Yes, the lion the treads on a Lego, <laughs> and then Jesus extracts <laughs> the, the Lego. He's like, it could have been a plug. So stop you, stop you crying. We need no heathens. Basically, we need people that are not heathens. Well, so basically, the story of Daniel in the Bible is Daniel moves from New Jersey to California. He gets bullied. <laughs> But he learns karate from his eccentric, um, what do you call it, superintendent in his I know that block. story. This is a good superintendent. Superintendent. 
<laughs> and then he kicks he kicks the blonde guy in the face. Great. Anyway, so but basically we don't. I'm just sad to tell you that that's not what happened in this case. Uh, did he get torn apart? What happened was a fateful day. <sighs> Things took Stiffers. a dark turn. It was July 1937. He'd only been with the show a matter of months. Davidson performed his sermon as usual. <laughs> I can't stop, stop he stepped into the cage for the next part of the performance. Oh, no. But on this day, Freddie the Lion had taken umbrage at something that uh, Stiffkey had done. Being in a cage, being whipped. But and no. all this shit had just probably built he up. He said something anti-Semitic. He lunged at Davidson, <laughs> <laughs> knocking him down. The lion seized his, him by the neck. Oh, with his big, with his big mouth. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with his gaping maw. The lion, Freddy, seized. Oh no! Harold by the throat, raced around the cage, shaking him like he's a banana full of catnip. You can imagine the screaming. A lot of the audience were children. Why? It was because it was a family attraction. It's a fucking lion and the man in the cage. Yeah, but that's what the children liked in the 30s. Oh, my God. So everyone's suddenly screaming. The mums are like, come away, don't look, like trying to cover their children's eyes. Blood is like flying in all directions. It oh was quite a horrifying... Sounds horrifying. like a hell of a show, Was his it? limp body thrown against the cage walls? Probably. Oh, I'd God. say more than once. Oh, God. I can't verify it, but I reckon. Like a rag doll. Yeah, but maybe he shouldn't have Bloody cracked that with Yeah. Now, the lion dropped him. He wasn't dead. Holy a 16-year-old assistant named Irene Sumner... It's always the ladies that save stickers. ...managed to get into the cage and drag the not-quite-yet-lifeless oh body of Harold was, was out he, of the cage. Was it literally a bag of mush? Probably. Like, how ironic that he was saved by a young lady despite him trying to save the young ladies. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe God does have a sense of humour. So Irene Sumner managed to drag him out of the cage, fighting the lions off as she did so. He was rushed to hospital. He had a broken neck. His A lot of blood had come out of his body onto the Skegness floor. That's not going back in. There was a rumour, which has never been substantiated and is thought to be a lie, that he regained consciousness Uh, before he went to the hospital and said, let the press be told of what has happened to me before I die. Why why is the press even interested? (laughs) Press are like, yeah, that's all right. You've been shaken around by a lion. But I don't... Well, look, come on. If it... If even... Well, it's interesting, but it's not really anything relevant to a story. Is Local it? man shaken by lion. <laughs> I think that is a new story. He put himself in that position. De- defrocked knowing... vicar shaken to death by lion. Come on. I mean, it, it, it's tittle tattle the best. Well, it did happen though. Yeah. I say it's a story. Imagine back then the lions were allowed to live. It's almost like a Harambe. Sort of... Oh, God. Oh, the they weren't, they weren't were killed, were they? No, in fact, the. They're um... positively yeah. like. This is up. when men were men and animals could kill people and not be. Captain Fred Rye made a feature of it, and he was like, "Come and see the lions that check out my priest, the killers. vicar of Stukey, killed and you. see the plucky young woman who saved him." Oh, that, that's a good old yeah. Around. So he yeah. made that into a story. always the businessman. However, she hadn't saved him, so unfortunately, he died a couple of days later. Good the vote. coroner ruled death by misadventure. <laughs> well, no, I mean he did. Really... <laughs> this will be an adventure, <laughs> a oh. misadventure. <laughs> I don't know what the coroner's list of stuff is. I guess it's like murder, suicide, I don't know, electrocution. But not on your list is 
shaken to death by a lion. Here's something that's nice, though, if we can salvage something. Harold Davidson's poor body (laughs) was buried in Stukey. Could we have seen the... Yes. Hold on, were we in the very graveyard? Yes, yeah. and we didn't oh, know. Fucking hell! You probably pissed on his very grave. No, no I pissed in that grave. No, there. so luckily yes. I'd been ten minutes before when we were somewhere else. But yeah, I didn't realise he'd been buried there, so we could have probably found his oh, grave. So was that's, he there? But he was. I think that's quite nice. He got buried back oh, in Suki. Oh, so yeah. I know apparently a lot of people came to his funeral. So even though he made some enemies in the parish, there were still enough people that they remember the good times. Exactly, yeah. he was a character. And the stupid twat with the shotgun. Fucking like, Hammond. Yeah, he just shut the fuck up. That's the story of poor old Davidson. Oh man, what a strange life. I mean, getting mauled to death by lions is a horrible death. But on the other hand, exciting. You know, it's sort of stamped his place in yeah. history. Imagine being mauled to death by a freaking tiger. Lion. Very, Sorry. very erotic. <laughs> I don't think I'd have a stiffy. I'd have a stiff key. <laughs> hey! Ding, 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 ding. Unfortunately, it's cheeky. Well, that's I, the end. I wouldn't have a stooky. Thank you, everyone, for what was an amazing escapade. Yeah, Ed, stiffers. I hope you'll come back another time. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for your excellent drink. Jake, thank you for your drink. I think you went more doolally than the rest of us. I'd also like this to be noted as the time that I actually made a proper drink and not just some weird thing and where I've flung things together in a glass. I would like to say that drink was bloody delicious. Thanks, thanks. Um, Hanky Panky, Stripper Vicar and The Lion's Den. Dog's no, collar. dog collar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the end. Thank you, guys. Um, I Thank hope you, for you us. enjoyed it. We'll I have... think I can honestly say I had the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Harold said on the day that Rosellis lanced his boil. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.